Hello, this is R.J. Deacon reading the Supreme Court of the United States Opinion Syllabus in Sitco Asphalt Refining versus Frescati Shipping, Certiori to the United States Court of Appeals for the Third Circuit, argued November 5th, 2019, decided March 30th, 2020. Petitioners, collectively CARCO, subchartered the oil tanker MT Athos 1 from tanker operator Star Tankers, which had chartered the tanker from respondent Frescati Shipping Company. In the final stretch of the tanker's journey from Venezuela to New Jersey, an abandoned ship anchor punctured the tanker's hull, causing 264,000 gallons of heavy crude oil to spill into the Delaware River. The Oil Pollution Act of 1990, that's 33 U.S.C. § 2702A, required Frescati, the vessel's owner, to cover the cleanup costs in the first instance. Pursuant to the statute, Frescati's liability was limited to $45 million, and the Oil Spill Liability Trust Fund, operated by the federal government, also a respondent here, reimbursed Frescati for an additional $88 million in cleanup costs. Frescati and the United States then sued CARCO to recover their respective portions of the cleanup costs. Both alleged that CARCO was ultimately at fault for the oil spill, because CARCO had breached a contractual safe berth clause in the subcharter agreement, charter party, between CARCO and Star Tankers. According to Frescati and the United States, that clause obligated CARCO to select a safe berth that would allow the vessel to come and go always safely afloat, and that obligation amounted to a warranty regarding the safety of the selected berth. After concluding that Frescati was an implied third-party beneficiary of the safe birth clause, the Third Circuit held that the clause embodied an express warranty of safety made without regard to the charterer's diligence in selecting the berth. The Supreme Court held the decision below is affirmed, and Justice Sotomayor delivered the opinion of the court. The plain language of the party's safe birth clause establishes a warranty of safety. The court's analysis begins and ends with the text of the safe birth clause. As Carco acknowledges, the clause imposes on the charterer a duty to select a safe birth, and given the unqualified language of the clause, the charterer's duty is absolute. The charterer must designate a birth that is safe and that allows the vessel to come and go as always safely afloat. That absolute duty amounts to a warranty of safety. That the safe birth clause does not expressly invoke the term warranty does not alter the charterer's duty under the safe birth clause. It is well settled that statements of material fact in a charter party are warranty warranties regardless of their label. See uh, Davidson versus Von Lingen. Here, it is plain on the face of the contract that the safe birth clause sets forth a statement of material fact regarding the condition of the birth selected by the charterer. The charterer's assurance of a safe birth is the entire root of the safe birth clause, and crucially, it is not subject to qualifications or conditions. Carco counters that the safe birth clause merely imposes a duty of due diligence in selecting a safe birth. But as a general rule, tort concepts like due diligence have no place in contract analysis. Under basic precepts of contract law, an obligator is strictly liable for a breach of contract 
without regard to fault or diligence. While parties are free to contract for limitations on liability, the parties here contracted for no such thing. There is no language in the Safe Birth Clause even hinting at due diligence. That omission is particularly notable in context. As the parties expressly contracted for due diligence limitations on liability elsewhere in the Charter Party. Carco's arguments about other clauses in the Charter Party do not counsel in favor of a different result. The Charter Party's General Exceptions Clause, which limits the charterer's liability for losses due to perils of the seas, does not apply where, as here, another clause expressly provides for liability stemming from the designation of an unsafe berth. Nor does a clause requiring star tankers to obtain oil pollution insurance relieve CARCO of liability under the Safe Berth Clause. The Pollution Insurance Clause covers risks beyond those resulting from the selection of an unsafe berth. CARCO's alternative interpretation of the Safe Berth Clause as simply requiring the charterer to pay any expenses resulting from the vessel's master, vessel master's refusal to enter an unsafe berth is in a posit. Assuming that the charterer is liable for expenses when the vessel master justifiably refuses to enter an unsafe berth, that does not abate the scope of the charterer's liability when a vessel in fact enters an unsafe berth. The dissent argues that reading the safe berth clause to bind the charterer to a warranty of safety would necessarily imply that the safe berth clause creates contradictory warranties of safety one on the charterer and one on the vessel master. Because that conflict cannot be, the dissent continues, the safe berth clause must not bind the charterer to a warranty of safety. The dissent's conclusion does not follow because the alleged conflict does not exist. Under the safe berth clause, the charterer has a duty to select a safe berth, while the vessel master has a duty to load and discharge at the chosen safe berth. There is no tension between these two duties. Carco's arguments that other authorities have understood safe birth clauses differently lack foothold in the text of the safe birth clause and are otherwise unconvincing. For instance, Carco relies on leading admiralty treatise that urges that safe birth clauses ought not to be interpreted as establishing a warranty of safety because charters are not always in the best position to know the dangers attendant to a given birth. But whatever that treatise sought to prevail upon courts to adopt as a prescriptive matter does not alter the plain meaning of the safe birth clause here. Also unavailing is Charco's contention that Atkins versus Disintegrating Corporation uh, determined that safe birth clauses do not embody a warranty of safety. Carco relies on a passing statement in Atkins that did not bear on this court's ultimate holding that the vessel master in that case had waived the protection of the safe birth clause. Finally, Carco points out that the Fifth Circuit has held that a similar unqu similarly unqualified safe birth clause merely imposed a duty of due diligence. That's uh, Runda S.A. versus Zen No Grain Corporation. But the Fifth Circuit did not purport to interpret the language of the safe birth clause at issue in that case, and instead relied principally on tort law and policy considerations.
the Second Circuit's long line of deductions, interpreting the language of unqualified safe birth clauses as embodying an express warranty of safety, is more consistent with the traditional contract analysis. See Paragon Oil Corporation versus Republic Tankers essay. The decision below is affirmed. Justice Sotomayor delivered the opinion of the court, in which Chief Justice Roberts and Justices Ginsburg, Breyer, Kagan, Gorsuch, and Kavanaugh joined. Justice Thomas filed a dissenting opinion, in which Justice Alito joined. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to get a hold of us, we can be reached at RhodesScholar80 at gmail.com, that's R-O-A-D-S and 8-0, or on Twitter at Court Solo.